0: Hey,
1: friends, welcome to the Made to Pray podcast, where we believe you and I were made to pray.
0: Hey, friends, welcome back to the Made to Pray podcast. I am your co-host, Carolee. I'm Lori. And we're happy to have you back. (laughs) We hope you guys had a great week. We hope you were able to listen to the podcast last week about the kindness and mercy of God. Um. I know I was kind of praying through the week after I'd listened to it myself, um, just asking God to remind me of times in the past that um, I either partnered with him to be kind or somebody showed kindness to me. And he did remind me of a few of a few things. Um, I thought it was funny, though. My husband ran into somebody at the grocery store last week that we used to attend church with. And um, she, she brought up to him, I still remember that one time you came and you brought me flowers after her husband had passed away and he always would bring her flowers every week. And Dave just knew that he, you know, that she would be missing that. And so he just dropped off some flowers to her one week. And I mean, it was just one time and it was just, you know, I'm sure the Lord prompted him to do it and he didn't really think much of it. I mean, But he followed through, and it, I mean, still, you know, years later, she still remembered that when she saw him and thanked him, and that, that to me, was just such confirmation of the kindness of God moving Mm -hmm. through us. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things he reminded me that I had partnered with him in doing and didn't really know, and I think I've shared it on the podcast before, but um, it was when I was fairly new to stepping out into prophetic giftings and God would give me scriptures or words to write out for people. And so I would just write them in a note card because I because I was shy and I didn't have boldness to go tell it to them to their face. So i just write a little note card and slip it to them after church or whatever. And um, I remember one of the gals, um, I ran into her like, I want to say five or six years later. And she had her Bible with her and she opened it up and she still had that note card in it. And she was like, that marked me. Like that was so, I, I read through this. I read through this uh, like often it's still in my Bible. So I think sometimes we think it's just us <laughs> or it was God that was a great idea, but we don't realize the impact that the kindness and mercy of God has on other people. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so, that was so good.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you start to think about it or meditate on it, And just how, I think like, because, I mean, like when I listened this week too, and then just continuing to think about it, you know, you just see kindness and mercy woven in to so many stories of life. And a lot of times when, when people are going through really hard times and they're needing the mercy of God because you're like at your wit's end or you don't have an answer or you don't know. And so you're, you know, you're, you're praying for the mercy. But if you also think of that, it's the kindness of God that sustains you through the trial, you know? Right. right. I mean, like, because God knows when you're at your wit's end, physically or emotionally. And then it's like his kindness comes comes in through people through prayer through worship what however, and it marks you yeah, and so I mean I think that that is one thing thats ran through my mind this week is that the kindness and mercy of God are marking moments in life, and when we're tender to it we just we just see the stories right because exactly. you think of how even what mary must have went through when jesus was being crucified right i mean like here i went through all of this (laughs) persecution or whatever what she went through to bring the savior and then to be you know standing at his graveside you would think she had to have the mercy and the kindness of god to to endure that, you know? Right. Right. And then for Jesus to be resurrected, she could have probably in the power of that. You wouldn't in your humanness just comprehend that. But yeah, you know, just, it just, I think when you ponder on it for a while, you just see the magnitude of how much we need it. His mercy and his kindness. And even more, I feel like today in, in, In our culture, in our time, in our season, people are just so desperate and longing for kindness, for goodness, for authenticity, for, you know, for the realness, for the grasp of his mercy in this moment, this mercy that feels like I can't fix it. I can't. I don't know what to do. I'm at your mercy, God. I'm at your mercy. Will you please show me your kindness? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that kind of stood out to me um, as I was praying last week was um, it's in Psalm 23, right? Like surely goodness Mm -hmm. and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So much of the ways we experience the kindness and mercy of God is through community. And so of course the enemy, you know, uh, tries to break that up and keep us from it. And of course so many people are longing for that but they're not in community and so i really i mean i know we've said it several times um but i really feel like god is stirring up a hunger and a desire for a place and for a people um that i think many of us myself included have been in and out of community all the while longing for something that's lasting and i think that um I think that that's God's heart too. And so I really believe that this year he is creating spaces and places for us to gather and have that community so that we can encounter the kindness and mercy of God and experience the kindness and mercy of God and extend the kindness and mercy of God. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's, um, I think probably a good portion of our listeners are like us in that That's hopeful and yet also exhausting, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because we've been longing for it and looking for it for so long um, that it's easy to kind of lose hope. But I believe that he is desiring to pour out kindness and mercy again. I don't know that he ever stopped, but I think we stopped um, gathering together in places where we can experience it. So I think he's stirring us up to long for that again and to look for it and to be willing To partner with him and let it flow through us again
1: you know and on that same what came into my mind when you just said that you know um (laughs) is it the kindness and mercy of god for us to be able to sit in rooms and community again and to be authentic and transparent and real Yeah. yeah because i think where people have a long- while we're longing for community and we're hungry for it and we need it. I think that there's also a place where people really need to be able to be real. You know what I mean? Like you, ha- you know, that phrase where you can come in rooms and sit with people, but you're still lonely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're still unknown. You're still unheard. You're mm-hmm. still unseen. Yeah. And I think about, you know, we need his kindnesses and mercy to sit in community and find authenticity and transparency, for lack of a better word, because that's where we find healing. Right, That's where we find wholeness, you know?
0: And I think that we're often, Mm. I mean, I know I am, uh, often we fall for the lie that we should just walk into a room and it should be there. Like that. I mean, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) That'd be awesome. But I think that in our quick fix culture, uh, if we don't experience that the first or second or third time, then, then, you know, then we're out. And I'm not even saying that that's bad. Like sometimes you know right away that this is, these are not your people, but I think that, the desire that we have for that vulnerability and authenticity takes time to develop in ourselves with other people and in other people with us and so it's i mean i think of jenny allen who you know had the whole book about staying like find your people and stay and i think that we have found our people in seasons but um it's just hard it's it's a hard concept i think for us to to be willing to stay long enough to find that authenticity in the uncomfortableness of we know it's lacking. And listen, I'm saying this as we are you know, currently kind of backing out of a community we've been a part of because we haven't found that. But we stayed for a couple of years looking for it, hoping for it, trying to make it happen. Um, so like no judgment, um, but it's, it's hard. And so I think that the kindness and mercy of God I think it's in places that he has for us. But I I wonder with myself, have I pulled out too soon that I didn't get to experience that? I'm sure sometimes, yeah. And sometimes I have stayed way too long. There's that aspect of things too. So um, all of that, just to say, I do think that God is stirring up in us a desire for that again. And I think it's good and I think it also does us good to remember that it's not going to be magical the first time, more than likely. Maybe mm-hmm. it is for you guys. That'd be great. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind that for myself either, but I also know um, that it takes time and it takes work and it, you know, it's just like building trust. Like if you're going to be vulnerable and authentic, I mean, sometimes that's going to take a little bit of time to build up that trust for you to, to do that. Sometimes, It doesn't take any time at all. Sometimes you know right away that you're in a safe place or God gives you a word for somebody right away and you're just going to be obedient and do it. And, you know, just trust that God's going to cover it. And I think that we we need the full aspect of those options within our life and our community.
1: I was talking with a friend this week about um, that scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. And we were talking about, we were having a discussion about it. And I said, you know, I think this, the thing about that scripture that has been kind of going around in my mind, because, you know, it talks about the greatest commandment is, is love. And, um, but loving your neighbor as yourself. And you know how in there are difficult situations, I have a neighbor that is really difficult to love right now. Hey so I'm constantly choosing to forgive and repent, and I'm like, you know Lord, this loving your neighbor as yourself is really hard, but in spite of what we were talking about was that loving your neighbor as yourself, and i find I think that in our culture a lot of times the loving ourselves mm-hmm. is really hard because when you when you kind of think about that scripture a little bit and meditate on it, I don't think it's necessarily um pride or arrogance but like when you love yourself if you're going to love your neighbors as yourself then you're going to love yourself you're going to believe in the best you're going to hope in the best you're going to you know how we talk about talking to ourselves in positive ways we're going to believe that good is going to come we're going to believe that you know it's like taking care of ourselves or right you know, filling ourselves with the things that God has for us. But it, it, we were having this conversation about in hindsight of loving ourselves is really not easy. Right. In and whether whatever that looks like in your life, whether it's been rejection, whether it's been, um, you know, things that you've gone through that you have a hard time having confidence or you name it, I think we've all faced those things. And I I was just uh, reflecting on that because I think it applies to a community. It applies to community too. Because if I don't love myself and I see all my faults and I see all my struggles, and I go into a room and I try to place myself in there and I feel like I don't fit or I are there thinking this of me or that, because you don't love yourself. You don't automatically feel like I know who God made me to be. I feel confident in who I am. I, I have these things, but he loves me. Like it's, it's, and I, I know I make analogies to parents, but if your kids know that you love them, even when they mess up, they're not afraid to come, right? They're not afraid of you. They might be sad that they hurt you or disappointed you, but they're not afraid to come. They know you love them no matter what. And I think of that too, like if we knew that concept of love, um, and again, tying it all into what you're saying, community, kindness, mercy, but I think like when that scripture has stuck in my mind this last week, you know, to love your neighbor as yourself, and it's always seems easier to love somebody else or admonish somebody else or have mercy for somebody, but versus yourself. Right. And you're like, Lord, help me to love myself as you see me right. because then would we be more whole in community? Would we be more, you know, exuding more of just who you created us to be because we, we know that we're loved by you. Right, We, we right. feel the love so we can give the love. And I, I feel like there's a lot of that that's missing. We have become such a competitive and comparison, and this marks success. And this, and when you've done this, you've arrived. And when you've come here, you've you're, you've been measured by success. And maybe it's not, it's not even intentionally, but like subconsciously, because it's it's the culture that we live in. Right. And so I think that the self sabotage of not measuring up or the expectations really are prohibiting us in some ways to receiving and giving what we all are longing for right in a in a sense yeah
0: yeah that's good and i think it it is um i mean i think of times in my own life and my own walk with the lord when i have experienced the kindness like received it and given it out extended it Um, it it is those seasons when I have been the most confident in who I am in him. Like I, there's been seasons where I've been very comfortable in my own skin, comfortable in my own personality. Like I, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to shrink back or puff up. Like I was just, you know, and thankfully I'm married to a man who is very much who he is wherever he goes. And he's taught me a lot in that, um because that's not how I was raised. That's not how I was. But I've walked through seasons with the Lord where like he's encouraged me and sometimes forced me to take off all the masks and to just be who I am and that who I am is enough. So I think most of the time I walk in that now, but when I was younger, for sure I didn't. Um, but I think when you, when you can be, I mean, cause it keeps going back to that word, right? Being authentic. Well, you can't be authentically who you are if you feel like you're not good enough. And so what you bring to the table is not fully authentic in and of itself. And so um, I think that is the first step is just realizing that God created us on purpose. He, he made us with our own quirks, our own personality, our own sense of humor, our own strengths and giftings, our own weaknesses. Like he... He, you know, we know that he wove us together in our mother's womb, but I think we gloss over what that means. Like, I mean, are we a product of our environments and our parents and all? Partly yes, but he is the divine finger that wove it all together. And who he made us to be is who he wants us to be. Like, you know, um, he wants us to not be cookie cutter Christians. He wants us to not um, hide who we are or feel like we have to be different um, in in how he created us. But to know how he created us, we have to know him. We have to get closer to him. We have to be in his word. You know, we pursue his presence. We pursue um, the kindness and mercy of God. Like we we pursue him, and in our pursuit of him, we find that he is pursuing us, and that he has an opinion of how he wants us to act and love and show kindness and all of those things. So it's it's just a cycle that we go through.
1: I read a phrase this week and I was telling my husband last night about it and I was like, hmm. Person said, confidence is arrogance to somebody who has none. And I was like, ooh. But then on the same token, when I read that, then the next thing is I thought, See, somebody with insecurity is intimidated by that, right? And I can put myself in that a, a category because I think that, I mean, because the, the the subject and the article was around confidence, and I think in my own personal life I've struggled with that because I feel intimidated. I have felt prejudged when I walk into a room, and then you feel like you're trying to defend yourself and fit into boxes and however you want to say it. And so when I was reading this uh this stuff on confidence and that was said, I was like, see, instantly when I even read that phrase, like an insecurity rises up inside of me because I'm like, ooh, that seems harsh. But, you know, to walk confidently, to walk boldly in 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 my God, you know, and I think that that is is part of that knowing, like, that God knit us together and having a confidence and a knowing and a security in who we are in Him to step in, step out, pursue, engage, like, all of those things is rooted back in in knowing Him and knowing that we are known by Him, seen by Him, loved by Him, and then we turn around and, and give it out.
0: Yeah yeah, identity is huge. You know, I mean, it's just huge. And we have a culture who is very loud in trying to label us and get us to, you know, uh, believe who we are according to who they say we are. And so much of our thoughts are influenced by culture. And we don't realize that we're thinking thoughts that God would never think about us or toward us. Like, you know, Um, I mean, Bill Johnson has that famous quote that I can't afford to have a thought about me that God doesn't have. And there's just so much truth to that, because if you start believing what you're thinking about yourself is true, but it's not what God thinks of Mm -hmm. you, then you're believing a lie and you're coming into agreement with the enemy. And um, that will get us off path and off center, uh, you know, faster than anything else. really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
1: hmm. so <laughs> I think we, I think today, kind of like sounds like the resounding theme is, you know, we need to know who we are in Him. Yeah, yeah. And walk in the confidence of who He's made us to be, but uh, like when we're talking about community, it's like He He knows us. And he knows the people that were called to engage, partner, run with, right. that it's, it's a success for all involved, right? Because yeah. when you find that community, you are... It's like the infusion of life because it's, you're knit together. So you all bring something to the circle, to the table and you would compliment each other's gifts and callings. You're there for the good, you're there for the bad, but there is a cohesiveness that you know. Right. And I think so many people are missing that. Yeah. And the, and the enemy knows that the way that the divisiveness has happened, that we we've lost our power because we're not plugged into a source. Because when you're plugged into the source, then this kindness and this mercy and this flow is happening for, for all of those that are involved. Right. And I mean, I can't help but say or recognize that when you go into a building, a church building, and there are hundreds of people and people are going in and out unseen, untouched, Um, I'm sorry, but it it seems like the enemy has victory because nobody is really plugged into a source that is giving life to them. And you say, okay, if we're in a room of hundreds of people, not all of those are going to be your people, but there's going to be a group, right? right, Or a, but I mean, I just, and I was having this conversation with the Lord, maybe it was a week ago, but I was like, You know, it is really hard for me in my natural mind to gather that there are so many believers and so many houses, yet you continually hear how lonely people are and how, you know, depression and anxiety and all of these things are rampant and it should not be so. Right. right. Because it said if two or three are gathered. So if you had three people in a room. Right. Right you could be infusing life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even it seems like right now that even it's hard for people to find two to six people that, you know, to gather and and be like, ah, this is life-giving. This is refreshing. I can come here and say what my struggle is or what my, what I am confident about, what I am happy about, what, and I'm just like, Holy Spirit, help us. To not miss or mm-hmm. help us to reprioritize or see the importance of, and the other scripture that came to my mind was, you know, don't despise small begin- beginnings. Right. Like, help us not be mesmerized by the masses to miss, you know, the intimate gathering that is life transforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go back to, you know, and Jesus was with 12. Right.
0: <laughs> right. You know. We're of the culture that thinks bigger is better. <laughs> but it's it's not. It's not. Because in the bigger, the only way it gets better is that if you still have those two or three. If you still right. have that core community that, that that can then gather together corporately in a bigger gathering. But it's it's that small, you know, it's, I mean...
1: And my other question in that I think that I've been, that's been pondering is the bigger promotes you to say something blanketed over a mass, but really not be in the mess. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can identify a problem or you can cast out, not like demon, but like, you know, throw out there right. uh, a solution, a book, uh. But it allows you to to vocalize it loudly, but not necessarily have to be in the mess. Right. You know, smaller.
0: Yeah. that's true.
1: And I think that we, we're trying to find, um, what is that? Like the 12 step solution. Right. We're trying to find programs that will blanket a big problem broadly when maybe a smaller encounter of right. dealing with the truth or accountability yeah. would change somebody exactly
0: exactly i mean like for instance we could pray about addiction mm-hmm. you know you know broadly over a we could release you know freedom from addiction we could but like when you get to talk with somebody in a smaller gathering who is battling and you get to hear what got them into it, what the hook the enemy used to get them in. And you, you get, to, you know, it's, it's more personal. And then when you pray with, you know, in the spirit and with understanding personally over that person, they experience a level of freedom that is personal and quite frankly, maybe longer lasting uh, because it is personal and intimate. And they experience the kindness and mercy of God, again, that we talked about, in an intimate setting that can mark them and change them.
1: Mm -hmm. Or that person is going to say, call you up and say, I'm really struggling today. Can you go for a walk? Could you go have a cup of coffee so I don't have to sit here alone and contemplate if I'm going to do this or that? You know, I mean, but there's more of an app to reach out to the person, Mm -hmm. right, that you have connected with in those spaces to be vulnerable or to show weakness and say, right, you're struggling or I need help or, um, but if you walk into a mass room and you're like, I feel intimidated. I feel like I can't share that. I feel overwhelmed. Then most people will want to retreat because we're not wired right now to be vulnerable. Right because our culture says you need to have it all together, you know, on the outside, <laughs> right. let it look like we have it all together. But it's like you said, you know, the drawing in of the, when you hear somebody's story, right. It, it connects you mm-hmm. on a different level because we're easy to prejudge. We're easy to look at a situation and say, Oh, this is what I see. This is what I think. But we don't really know unless you begin to ask questions and hear the story. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's that makes sense, or right? Oh wow, I hear you, I see you. How can we maybe think about it this way, or how about you try? You know, but it's then I'm seen, I'm heard, and somebody cares. Yeah,
0: it you know again goes back to being valued and knowing our worth and feeling like we matter, mm-hmm. um, and you know. It's all wrapped up in
1: identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Holy Spirit. Yes. So this week I had, um, I had been reading a book, but the it said the Holy Spirit lives in you. Jesus is with you. God is for you, and he is making a way. Nothing is impossible. But I just think, you know, like, that is kind of a reminder. Just it popped into my mind when we were talking that, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Jesus is with with you. God is for you and he's making a way and I think you know like that that just reminding us the Holy Spirit lives in me. Jesus is with me and God is for us. You know it, it it's marking the Trinity but right. it just kind of reminded or it kind of made me think of what we were talking about. It's like this is what's going to get us through you know Right. This is what is going to help us in the connection is the Holy Spirit yeah. in us, directing us, speaking to us, helping us see what he sees, making a way where it seems impossible, you know, divinely connecting us to what he has for us, the people he has for us, you know, uprooting the things that have held us down, you know, because I think in a lot of times there. I think a lot of people really want to be free of things. And I think a lot of people, but the other thing that I had this week in my mind was about the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And with the same friend that I was talking about the loving your neighbor, but the mustard seed is the smallest seed. And the Bible says, if you have faith as, as a mustard seed. And so it's like, I think that what that made me think about is the Lord knew that there would be struggles to believe and, and we would be in these places where we didn't know. And we felt that he was like, if you could just have faith as a mustard seed. I mean, if you put a mustard seed in the ground and put some dirt over it, good luck ever finding it until it, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> until it blooms. So like when you see in your natural mind, like the picture of that, that's like minute. Right. They're tiny. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have it on a light surface, you know, or something like you're not going to find it. if it drops in the dirt or the grass or you know like i mean and it was just reminding me like the minute that god said if you have this i can work with that yeah and i'm like holy spirit help us to have that mustard seed in a in a in a world or an environment that's speaking so loud of all of the opposite because if you are looking at a mustard seed, you have to focus in and concentrate Mm -hmm. on where it is and you're like okay lord here i'm just dropping this mustard seed of faith because I want to be free. I want to be what you, you know. I want to be what you say that I am. I want to go. I want to be connected in all the ways. And it and it just is like here. Here is what I have is this little tiny seed, right? But you can work with that. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can work with that.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. So. Mm-hmm. For We're so grateful. We're so grateful mm-hmm. that you abide within us. Mm-hmm. That for those of us who know Jesus, that when he left this earth, he said, "I'm leaving because I have a better, I have a better plan." For you. Like as much as we love Jesus. Holy Spirit, you, you were the better plan. You were the, the greater comforter. You were the one who was going to come not just be around us, but be within us. And so, Holy Spirit, we, we thank you for abiding in us. We thank you for consistently being for us and not against us. We thank you for speaking love and singing songs of love and kindness and mercy over us. We pray this week especially, Lord, as we lean in to remember and be reminded of our true identity and of our worth, Lord. We just pray that we would tune our ears to hear your voice more clearly, that we would recognize our thoughts that are our own or the culture or the world versus the thoughts that we have that are from you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would enable us to come into agreement with what you say about us, that we would desire to know who you say we are and what worth we carry according to your perspective, and that that would have hold the highest value and have the greatest effect on how we live our everyday lives, that we would believe that we are who you say we are. And Lord, if we haven't heard you say who we are recently, we ask, Holy Spirit, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? What Mm -hmm. name do you call me? Mm
1: Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. But I just thank you, Father, that I thank you that you see and know each one of us individually. I thank you that your ways are higher than ours. I thank you that your thoughts are higher than ours. I thank you, Holy Spirit, today that we have the desire to come before you, to sit before you and say, Lord, we don't know how to do the next thing. We have all of these preconceived ideas in our mind. We have these notions. We have patterns that have been modeled. But Holy Spirit, we just come freshly surrendering that we just want to know you and we want to be known by you. Lord, we want to do the next thing that's going to bear fruit in our lives. The next thing that is going to plant a seed that brings harvest, not only for our lives, but for our grandkids, for our great-grandkids, Lord, for, for our, our neighbors, for our community. God, I pray that you would give us the vision of knowing you in a way that The next thing that we do with you is the best thing that we could do. And that, Lord, the other scripture that I read this week was that um, you are a light or you are a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And Holy Spirit, I just pray for the illumination of the light on the next step. Holy Spirit, I, I thank you that when you highlight things in our life that we need to surrender or lay down or bring before you or Lord when we're doing things about our day driving walking talking and you bring something to our mind that we respond to you with about it that we say Holy Spirit you are illuminating this in my life what do you want me to do with it or you're highlighting this person what do you want me to say to them what do you want me to pray for them Lord I just pray that It would be the next thing that is in front of us on this path that you would illuminate it and we would obey. And we would feel peace. And we would feel a joy that radiates up on the inside of us that like, Holy Spirit, we heard you today. We obeyed you today. We're taking the steps in the way that you want us to go. We're connecting to the people and the places that you have for us. Lord, that it is the step towards you when you said, you know, draw n- draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that as we take the steps on the path that you're illuminating towards you, you come towards us and you meet us and it's changing us, God. It's changing us, Lord. It's making us more like, it's making us more confident in hearing you. It's making us more confident that when we obey you, that there's fruit, God. That there's these little markings of your infusion of oh my goodness you met me here you did this lord and that it was sparking our faith like we talked about the mustard seed that lord that the things that seem impossible would become not impossible with you that we would begin to see you moving in small ways in small ways that bring big change god to us and so holy spirit i thank you today that not, that we are not hidden from you I thank you that you that you see us, that you know exactly where we are, what our heart is, what our intentions, what our motives are, that we would hide none of it from you. God, I, I just thank you that as we sit with you and become friends with you, God, that you show us how to be friends with others, that you show us how to have relationships, that you show us how to walk in this next season in a new way, not not cultivated by the culture, But cultivated by relationship with you, by what your word says, by your presence, by your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can count on you. We thank you that we can stand fast on your word, and it's true. Lord, I thank you that as we worship, as we wait, as we read, as we pray, that it will produce a harvest in our life, and that you will show us where seeds need to be planted. You will show us where the fruit is growing. You will give us pictures and analogies and concepts that mark us and change us by relationship with you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that
0: you do sing over us. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you have an opinion of us that is bathed in grace. look at us through the eyes of jesus and you see us redeemed and whole and Mm -hmm. forgiven and healed Lord, it's not that you're blind to our shortcomings it's that you already paid for them thank you and you already covered them so lord i just come against the enemy Mm -hmm. whenever he tries to remind you of your past or the way things have turned out in the in the past and i ask holy spirit that In place of those tauntings and those reminders, that you would reveal the glory you have for us, Lord, that you would reveal how you see us through the eyes of love, Mm -hmm. Lord. That I mean, much like Lord uses the analogy Mm -hmm. of being parents, but Lord, you are a good, good father, Mm -hmm. and we know as parents that when we look at our kids no matter what they are doing if it's right or wrong like we love them Mm -hmm. and we see them like now that our our kids are grown sometimes i'll look at my daughter and she looks like she's five like she Mm -hmm. i mean she just reminds me of when she was five Mm -hmm. and i adored her like you know Mm -hmm. i have adored every season but there are times when i'm just reminded of how much i love her and how much I've invested in her and how proud I am of her and her choices and and I just think when you, you feel the same way about me you look at my life you remember when I was new you remember when I made mistakes you see how I've grown you know my heart Lord and you you value me mm-hmm. and I just pray Lord that each of us would experience you in a way this week mm-hmm. that we would find ourselves hearing you sing over us, Mm -hmm. that we would find ourselves hearing you call us by name, Mm -hmm. that we would hear the love in your voice when you beckon us Mm -hmm. to come spend time with you, and that we would find that we are valued and that we are worthy. grateful for how you speak life over us for how you, just as we talked about earlier, Lord, we're so grateful that you do have a place and a people for us. That you see the full picture and we only see in part. So where we pray as we lean into believing that we are who you say we are, that we will lean into you have some place for us and Mm -hmm. that we would open our eyes and our hearts and our hands to be um, to be led by you to that to that place or that the desire community we've prayed about it we've talked about it we know it's your desire for us as well and mm-hmm. so we just believe that this year you will place us in circles that maybe were familiar in the past or maybe they're brand new but that they we will find ourselves in community um, where we are known and valued and accepted Mm -hmm. and we're able to partner with other humans and use our gifts and bring you glory lord that is that is our prayer that is our desire to be known and to know others and you on um, a vulnerable authentic level and to grow in community so that we can increase the kingdom your honor
1: yes jesus Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Trust you, Father. Thank you for revealing yourself to us, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. Mm. Thus carries throat, Lord. Heal it. Yes, Lord.
0: Okay, guys. We hope you have a great week. We believe that God is going to speak your name. That We encourage you to continue to pray that prayer, Lord, who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. Give yourself space and time this week to pick up a journal, a blank page. Ask him that question and write what comes to mind mm-hmm. and pray into that. Yes. And we will do the same. And we'll yes. be back next week. Yes. Be blessed.
1: Be blessed.